Welcome to the second episode of Into Nigeria podcast, podcast where we talk about everything inequality, poverty, governance, issues in Nigeria. Um, with me today is my new friend, Idan Jonah yep. Dunia. I hope I pronounced that well. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> AKA Boy Called Me. He's a scientist by day and a rapper by night. But I'd just like to add good governance advocates to his bio just now. <laughs> On this episode, we'll be discussing the role of music or influential people in advocacy, the upcoming Nigerian election, the presidential candidate debate yesterday. <laughs> And from his perspective, we'll be assessing what his electoral um, issues are, basically what he'll be voting on. So last week, I sampled on this amazing um, free rap style advocacy one-minute video on Twitter, and I was just, you know, it just struck a chord to me because, I mean, I've seen people try to involve politics and governance and our challenges as a nation in Nigeria, but I've never seen something that bold, assertive, and very resolute on the issues that you raise. And because everybody else in, you know, in your industry, I know you're a scientist by night, but I think you're an influential person. Everybody yeah. else is sort of dancing around the issue or sitting on the fence or outrightly glorifying our challenges as a nation. What inspired you to do the rap that you did? Let me start by saying hip-hop is a tool that has been used over the years to, you know, mostly brag, mostly show off negative things of the society, you know, from, you know, um, sexualizing women to drug abuse, other things, you know. That is what hip-hop has been about all this while. So um, I try to follow a different path, you know, try to create something good from rap music. And other protests, like in, over the years, if you look down history, wars have gone on. People use the guns and cannons to liberate their, their people. People like Martin Luther King use their words and their power speech, you know, to liberate their people. And my own gift is rap. My own gift is music. Mm. It's what I can use. I probably can't go to, you know, the streets and pick up plastic or maybe fight you know, the Nigerian army, you know, but I can make music and speak about these things. And that is why I chose to do what you know, I did. I just, I just want a better Nigeria. For me, country comes first. Before any individual, before any political party, before any movement, my country comes first. first. That is just how it is for me. So when you put country first, you just have to find courage and, you know, the zeal to push through your message. Even though, you know, you're going to put your life at risk, you're going to put the life of your friends and family you just have to do it. So, um, good governance is something that we can achieve in Nigeria and something I want to have to inspire me to make that video I did. Interesting. So, what, why do you think you are able to do it and your peers, I mean, other people that have a voice, haven't um, done that? Like, what, what do you think the difference is? Maybe, um, I think, you know, people show their voices. People make alliances, you know, coming coming into the music industry is very hard and trust me, you need to make certain alliances that, you know, will keep you there, will keep you at the top. You need to grant favors to people and most of these people don't want to lose the benefits they gain from maybe the politicians or maybe friends of the politicians. So they don't speak about these issues. Because, okay, I, I criticize this government, I'm not going to go into their shoes, I'm not going to get money or endorsements, you know, they're scared. 
you know. But when you are on your own, when you decide to deal with a past and you bend the consequences, you don't you don't care what happens. Let me use that word. You don't care what happens. You don't have any alliances. You don't owe anyone favors. Then you can truly speak your mind. Then you can truly say, okay, I'm going to do this and no one is going to stop me. government was able to break someone if he intentionally wanted to maybe they had something maybe they had something on him I, I, I can't say for sure maybe they have some debt on him or maybe the, maybe his advisors advised him he had so much to lose and he wasn't willing to take the risk there's a reason why whenever we talk about political music or whenever we talk about politics and music there's only one you mention at the very top and that is Fela because he chose to not care about what was going on so now he's performing on stage and soldiers will raid the shrine and beat him up. You know, many a times he was on stage with bandit news, he was not up for months and still yet he kept on going. But I had multiple wives, he had children to look out for, he had family, but he didn't care. All he was after was the good of Nigeria and he spoke about it. And it's hard to find someone as courageous. I don't think I'm half as courageous as Fela. I think you're I, I think you're very courageous, I, I, I mean. You would rarely find people of our generation outrightly saying that Buhari has failed. I mean, we'll come to that, but um, on our upcoming election, it will not just test our already um, fragile democracy. It will also determine what will happen with our economy that is very bleak right now. What, what will be your election issues? Like, what issues would you be, would determine who you vote for? Um, I'm losing you there. Please, can you, um, hello? Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, I said, first of all, I can't, I can't vote for Buhari. You know, um, if I'm going to vote for one, if I'm going to choose another person. Can you hear me? Is it better now? No. Hello? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, is it better now? Yes. Okay, so I said, first of all, if I'm going to vote, I'll bring someone who I, I trust with. It's, it's like it's like um a family. Mm. Imagine if Buhari is the head of the family. Like, would you want that? Like, would you want your family to be handled in the, in the manner that Nigeria has been handled? So you have to bring in someone who knows what he's doing, someone who is proven, you know, someone who, okay... Uh, let's say, for example, let me use Atiku for example. I just want to lay out there. You know, he 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 has grown businesses. He has schools. He has he's an employer of people, so he knows what it takes. You know, to 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 um create jobs and to you know um affect lives in a positive way. There are people like the Kinsley Magola who you know has really really bright plans for Nigeria. And when you listen to him speak and when you go through his for the country, like you know that okay, this one knows what he's doing. And security has to be like top on the list for anyone coming in 
February 16th. For that, for me, I, I, I just feel, I just feel, it's what I feel like. No matter what happens February 16th, Buhari won't be, won't be the president, like, after the election. So I feel like whoever is trying to come in or whoever is coming in, he needs to put security at the topmost. Like, you have to prioritize it. Because without security in Nigeria, nothing will work. That is just the truth. I, I, I am privileged to stay in family. I usually go to Bruno States, you know, from time to time, growing up and all. So I have seen and experienced Boko Haram. I mean, as first hand, I have experienced it. I have, you know, had bomb blasts, gunshots, like, across from mine. So, like, you have to prioritize security. You have to create jobs, because we have 180 million Nigerians. Like, if half of that population can get jobs, if just half of the population can get jobs, then trust me, this country is going for uh, a really good one. And also education. Wow. I, I don't even know what to say about education because it's just that. It's just that. But more than two months now, more, almost two to three months, uh, federal and state universities have all been shut down. Like, all, none is working, even for the private universities. And nobody wants to even try. Like, the government, they don't care. They don't care about the re-election and how to get back into power. Like, but, but what please. do you think the actual strike is really about? And... Because I mean, I I struggle to understand what exactly they want, and if what they want, okay. what will make education better. So, in from your own point of view, what do you think the problem between ASU and the government is? You know, this this ASU strike, to be honest, didn't start today. From 1999 to 2019, there have been 14 ASU strikes, 14 in 19 years. So, um, it's not, it's not a noun problem. It's not, it has been going on since. You know, take, I, I went to a state university where you would have in, in, um, in the lab where you do it to conduct practicals, you have 10 people to uh, attend, 10 people in a group and you're giving just one test tube, one, uh, one thing, one out, you know, one, you just, for 10 of you to conduct a practical. In the same world, it's supposed to be one person to, you know, one device and apparatus, but how can you put 10 people? And that is, my school was like, okay, you have schools where you have up to 50 people to just one set of equipment. Like, it's crazy. These schools are underfunded, and the state of education, the lecturers just come to class for, okay, let me just lecture for lecturers, sake, and at the end of the day, I'll get my salary. It's it's not it's not being fair on the students who are supposed to learn and supposed to change things, and it's also not being fair on the lecturers who you know um, deserve to be paid better and compensated for the time and effort they put in. So um, why why athletes on strike presently is they're trying to get um, a budget approved. They need fifty billion naira for a start for them to call off the strike so that they can fund the universities and make things work. And also, the government needs to sign like an agreement that in subsequent years they will deposit a certain amount of money. And the government right now, they are not willing to do that. They are not willing to 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 make an effort to say, okay, we're going to commit to this at this at this moment. So it's it's just crazy. They have to stand still. Nobody wants to vote. As who won't vote, the government will vote. So who suffers? You know, if you went to elephant fight, it's the grass that suffers. At this at this stage, you know, the students are the grass. Like they're the ones suffering at this point. 
So in in your very popular moon vows, you said Baba knew they ever get full. Can you explain yeah. what you mean by that? Yeah, because you know, um, whenever something happens, you know, okay, when 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 people are killed, you know, or when when villages are attacked by headsmen, you know. They'll tell you, ah, don't blame Baba, you know, it's the head of chief, it's the police force, you know, they're the ones that fault. When Africans on strike, ah, don't blame Baba, Baba has no hand, he's just the president, he can't influence education, you know. You know, everything, everything that is wrong with the country, his supporters will, make, will try to let you know that, okay, he is not a fault, you blame the people under him. Meanwhile, he's the commander-in-chief of the armed forces, he's like the leader of Republic of Nigeria. So, like, they see him as a saint, like, he can't do no wrong. You know, um, Buhari's integrity is what they used to preach, like, for the 2015 elections. And the past four years, we've seen none of that. So, Baba doesn't usually have faults in anything left to the people who support him. Like, it's, they believe everybody. It's like, it's like a driver driving a car. You know, they blame the tire for going flat, they blame the engine for getting hot, they blame the boots for not containing people, they never blame the driver for not managing the car well. So that is what I, I mean by Papa not working for That's very interesting. I mean, um, you're also a... What's interesting about the things that you are saying is that you're also a northerner, so nobody... I mean, if yeah. I said what you're saying, I'll be, like, I'll be accused of not liking a northern president. Yeah, sure. In, 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 interestingly, for the first time in, I mean, I'm comparing, let me not say for the first time, but I'm comparing now to 2015. President Buhari of the APC, who's a lead, who's a um, party candidate for the APC and former Vice President Atiku of the PDP are both candidates, are both Hausa Fulani Muslims. And interestingly, yeah. for the first time in Nigeria's history, in my experience, none of us care. That they are both Hausa Fulani Muslims. Why do you think yeah. that in 2015 religion and ethnicity matter, and now we don't we don't really care what who is what? Because truth, truth be told, we can debate, we can say whatever we want to say, but there is only one person capable capable of removing Buhari, and that is Atiku. People are fed up. People don't even care. It's no longer about religion. It's no longer about ethnicity. It's no longer about religion or whatever. Like people do, just don't care. Like we just want Buhari out. We want him out. So even if it's to take on Putin, you know, another another Muslim into power, we just don't care. We just want him out because some people have suffered. People are still suffering. It's a crazy world out there. I usually, apart from music, I usually go for um, humanitarian visits. In August, I was in an IDP camp in Benue. When you see the state of things, when you see how ah, I can't even, I can't even, I can't even begin to speak about it. But you know, when you get to a point where your your back is against the wall, you don't, you don't, you don't care about religion. You don't care about um, where the other person is coming from. You just look at. Is, is this person capable of, you know, helping me? Is this person capable of, you know, fighting off, you know, the plague that is disturbing me and my people? So at this point, only one person is capable of doing that. And that is Atiku Abubakar. So that's why Nigerians don't care at this point. And because 
they should be told, um, Buhari is not a democratic person. So it's, it's all like good luck when he lost, you know, he, he wanted a free and fair election. When he lost, you know, he just left. But for democracy to continue moving in Nigeria, for democracy to grow in Nigeria, you need to support his democratic. And Baba is not that person. So if article comes in, then we can start discussing about whether he works or not, or not, you know, we just have to discuss about our democracy because we know, okay, this guy is Leonard, he knows things and he, he knows how to, you know, walk about this thing. So when we truly want to maybe get him out of the court, he's going to leave the he's not going to abuse power, he's not going to show the rule of law, back it and, you know, do what he will. So that is why we need to get someone who is democratic and power and the only person who can do that truthfully at this stage is um, right now, it looks like, like you've said, that our democracy is regressing. I mean, for example, governments throw money at young people or lock you up for bridge of peace like they do, who was arraigned in Abuja for protesting. And yeah. now he's been moved to Kano's prison. What choice do you think our generation have with this government? Like, you know, um, when, this is why I did that video is because of DJ. Yeah. It takes courage every single time DJ is in the front line. protesting. And I would just sit down in my house in Kaduna and just think, ah, this guy is doing okay, you know, and just and maybe when he gets locked up and, you know, he's being persecuted and then I'll keep quiet, ah, that is not fair. That is that that doesn't make sense to me. The more Nigerians begin to hold the government accountable, the more things begin to change. Um, I was privileged to meet with the presidential candidate of the PDP. And I told him, um, I will support you, I will vote for you, but also hold you accountable. And eventually you get into power and you don't perform. I am still going to speak. I am not. I am not. I am not a blind follower of individuals. Mm. I want things to change, and so should every young Nigerian out there. You have to want things to change. You have to speak. You have to get involved in politics. But getting involved in politics doesn't necessarily mean that you have to, you know, run for political office. But you have to be conscious. If you have to. Your um, local government councillors, your chairman, your senators, and your president accountable at all villages and levels. So we need to get involved more. We need to know these things. We don't like. Come on. Yeah, you we want to want to have fun, want to dance in clubs and do all that, but we can't keep on doing that while our country is rotting away and while our democracy is being treated like a dirty rag. Like we have to wake up. And be involved, actively involved in the matters that concern our nation. Interesting. Um, now moving to your candidate, the PDP candidate, former VP Atiku. Yeah. Eight years as vice president, in my opinion, the only thing mm. that I feel like was an achievement for him was mm. opposition of the constitutional constitutional amendment to prevent it. But the Halliburton scandal, which, mm. you know, till today he still hasn't been able to explain to us what actually happened, 
which is why many people say he was banned from going to the U.S. even though he should be back, makes him a very, um, a choice that even I am careful of, you know, even though we're at the point where we're that desperate. Well, the thing is, if you look at Nigeria's history in elections, in 2015, we were desperate to get Jonathan out. And then we all yeah. came together and decided that anything was better than Jonathan. And looking back now, I voted for Buhari. But looking back now, would I ever vote for Buhari again? I think yes, in 2015. Because, but then what, what is wrong with that is that we are always desperate. And in our desperation, we come together and say anything is better. So I don't really know if, I don't know what your thoughts are. What makes you feel like Atiku will be a better um, be a better candidate than Buhari, and if it's not Atiku, is it anybody else? You know that we can all um, rally round to get us out. Must basically, my question is: Must it be a recycled Atiku who has a case that he would never? I mean, in Nigerian culture, we will never be able to sit him down, ask him what happened with Halliburton. And for him to explain to us to our satisfaction. So why do we want to overlook that? And um, I, 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 I voted for Buhari too. I, I was a supporter of Buhari. You know, I thought he, um, he had something to offer. You know, but when you enter his administration, you know, the scale fell off my eyes, and I truly felt him for he was. You know, why was um, let me put it this way. Hear you again. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, now. Hello? Yes. Okay. So why it was sold to us, it, it was like a well-packaged car. You know, a car that was painted, you know, alloy greens were put on, sliding doors and everything, so beautiful. But the engine was so, so bad, you know. There was no port, there was no way we could get to see the engine unless we had a drive. And so we were willing to take a drive with Buhari. found out that, okay, this guy is actually a scam and a fraud. And um, in regards to your question, Atiku is not perfect. I have my own reservations and, and questions and things that, you know, I would love him to answer to. But in this case, we have, look at what he has done with um, the American University of Nigeria and the other um, um, companies he owns. Just, and also, I went through his manifesto, the article plan. I know, yeah, politicians will hype stuff, and, you know, they, get, they have a wonderful team who can class towards and make you believe that, you know, they can bring snow to Nigeria and all. At this point, I think he is intellectually better and also a business-minded person. That is why I think, I just feel like Nigeria needs a businessman to handle us now. Like someone who can bring in investors, someone who can. We are, we are, I don't. I don't know if we're still the fifth largest producer of oil in the world, but we have oil, mm. and something that was meant to be a blessing to us turned out to be cost. Because mm. I think we found oil about the same time with Qatar, you know. And look at where they are. Look at how Abu Dhabi is. Look at how Qatar is, and look at how Nigeria is. Just look at the difference. I think this camera once said. If the UK was looted the way Nigeria was looted, the, the UK won't last for also a month. Mm. Yes, we got twenty billion dollars missing from the NNPC, and the country is still going on fine. Like, how can twenty billion dollars miss 
from the National Petroleum Corporation and then nothing, like nothing, like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. You need someone who can manage these funds. Yes, article has his own faults and you know, um it's not it's not like he's all that hundred percent good, but at this point he is like I said earlier, he is the only person who can, you know, um bring about the end to Buhari. And also I believe in Peter Obi. I do. I believe he's not the kind of vice president that would just let the president have his way. The same way Atiku didn't let Obasanjo have his way for the first time. I believe Peter Obi will stand up to Atiku whenever the time comes. He won't just move around or go and share money like the present vice president is doing, you know. So I believe he has put in a team that, you know, can help grow Nigeria. So let's just wait and see. And the truth is, even after four years, Atiku doesn't perform. He said he's just going to you know, run for four years, like if he becomes president. Yeah, so, you know, okay, let me ask you this. What if he comes in and performs so well? Would you want him to go for a second Interestingly, my, apart from other issues, my personal issue with Atiku is the Halliburton scandal. I mean, we can all say Nigerian politicians, they all steal money, they all have, you know, dirt behind them. But the thing is, I don't think Atiku was a bad vice president. I just feel like beyond his scandal, Atiku is an old guy. And Nigeria needs a young, forward-thinking man. And I feel like, I mean, you said that you were sold on Buhari in 2015. Yeah. was. I was never, in fact, Buhari was like a last minute decision for me because I was just frustrated with Jonathan. And the truth is, like everybody else who supported, like most people who supported Jonathan, I had no reason to support Jonathan. I didn't believe in the guy. I only supported him because this is the first time in Nigeria's history where a minority, where I'm from, was yeah. imposed on Nigeria according to our law. And I knew that would never happen again. So like everybody else, I supported him. But after, the, after a while, it became difficult to defend him. And then I started thinking, I've heard horrible stories about Buhari. I've heard, in fact, yeah. everything I heard about, I read, heard about Buhari turned out to be true. But then what I'm not willing to do this time is to say that Atiku is the next best thing. Because then we said, Buhari is the only person that can defeat Jonathan. And then yeah. Jonathan left. Now we've picked another old man. Let's forget his, his own issues. I believe Atiku okay. is a good businessman. I think he will do well enough. And for me, the very, the key issues for my own, the thing that I'll be voting on is the economy because I believe the economy has to work before everything else can, you know, sort itself out. And our democracy. My freedom is important yeah. to me. I, they are arresting people now. You can't protest. You can't even tweet anymore. People are following you to watch what you're tweeting and then they are saying you don't respect Buhari. So for me, those are the two key things that I will vote for. And I wish I could say that I would vote for Atiku, but I understand where people are coming from when they say that Buhari needs to go by any means necessary. So, because I feel like we have to understand what we are getting ourselves into by the choice of Atiku is the only one that can defeat Buhari. Because mm. we all found a candidate or two that we really believed in the ideologies, believed in what the plans they have for Nigeria and voted for them regardless of who can defeat who, we will eventually mm. get there. So I don't I don't know. I mean it doesn't it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, well, now, you know you know um 
I stay in Kaduna. Hmm. And from when um, the final candidates for the presidential elections were announced by INEC, hmm. I, have, I have not seen a celebrity poster. I've not seen an OB poster or a KC Magulok poster. Like, I've not seen their flyers or anything anywhere in Kaduna. Hmm. Grass, grassroots politics is very, very important. Like, as the normal Mishai, I don't know if you know Mishai, who Mishai is, but like people who sell tea and making dummy at night, we call them Mishai here. Ask him if he knows who Sela is or if he knows who Kinsley is, you know. They don't know these people. Mm. You know, the people who are going to decide the elections, they don't, they are not on Twitter, they are not on Facebook, you know, majority of them have their feeling from hand to mouth. Even on less than 200 naira a day. Mm. So these are the people, and who do they know? They only know Buhari and they only know because I think it was a former vice president and okay, he owns you know, certain stuff and all. These are the people they know. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the faces they know. And yet we might want to say Atiku is old, but that doesn't stop him. If we say we want the young people to rule us, why can't we allow the old people to? Like if age shouldn't be a restriction, is Atiku able, can he walk? Can he perform? Mm. Can he take our economy to the next level? Yeah, no, no, uh, I can't. I don't want to use the word next level because, man, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but can he take our economy up? Can he, you know, make our security better? Mm. Those are the questions we should be asking. Look at Kobe State, for example. They have a young governor, but currently he's the worst governor in Nigeria. The mm. Hayabelo is. Oh my God, I don't even know the word to use, but he, that is a young governor for you. There was a time when Buhari spoke about, you know, um, letting the rule of law take the back seat in order to persecute people, you know, who are found guilty or to persecute people who are, you know, alleged of corruption. And for that, for that, made a tweet, series of tweets actually, agreeing with what the president said. Are you serious? That, that, that sometimes, yeah, that sometimes the rule of law ha, ha, has to be suspended for things to move in the country. I th- like, when I saw that, I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like, for real? You feel like, no, see, no matter what, no matter how bad the country is, the day that the rule of law takes the back, the day that the, the judiciary don't have the power to, so, you know, determine who is guilty or not anymore. That country cannot stand. Interesting. So moving, like, moving to the final, um, just getting your thoughts on the final presidential candidate who's, you know, leading the conversation yeah. around, you know, Nigeria right now. Obviously, uh, what are your thoughts on her candidacy, her plan, and even her chances? Uh, um, I, I used to, I used to, I used to love her and used to respect and, you know, I still respect her though. I, I still do very much. Um, um, but I feel, this is how I feel, my own personal opinion. I, 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 I just feel like she's working maybe directly or indirectly with the EPC. Cause I don't, I don't know why you're, you're a presidential candidate, yeah? Who are you supposed to be attacking? Who are you supposed to be going after mm. when making your your decisions and your plans and all? 
But you don't go after the season dressing, then you go after ego, you go after him all the time, like saying he's not the right person. Why are you supposed to tell us? Let us know what you have for us. Mm. Like, let us know. You know, if she said, she said in her debate yesterday, what they were debating, she said she's going to make um um all secondary school education free if she becomes president. She was minister of education at the point, and her only was trying to show the federal government schools. That was what can be remembered from her time as minister of education. So you know, we keep hearing, okay, this is have the TDP debate for 16 years. Like 65 people, it's part of a lot of people running for. She was once part of the PDP and also a minister in the government of the PDP. So, you know, when you look at things like this, you look at it like, okay, why should I vote for you? You were the people you accused of being this, you were once part of them. And even while you were a minister, our education didn't really have a boost, so, you know, it didn't really make sense. So, I feel like if, if I was a sequel and I, 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 and I eventually win you know, the seat of the president, there's only one person I'll bring into my government, and that's the chief that guy, I love that guy. I respect him so much. Like he had the vision. In, in a democratic Nigeria, in a time when Nigeria is really a democratic nation, that would be the president of Nigeria. Like, hands down. If you if you want a polling um a polling um type of election in the US, you know, you get to see who is ahead of the polls and all. Like he he would after Buhari and after Atiku and Buhari, because right now I feel like Atiku is like the favorite to win the presidential election on February 16th because I've interacted with people in the grassroots and all. My, I was in a Buja recently and my cat never happens to be a Buhari supporter and, you know, he kept on saying that, um, he, he kept on saying that, um, Atiku can't go to the US, it's corrupt, this. Yeah, she just kept on saying that Atiku should go to the US, you know, and when Atiku went to the US, um, recently I called him that night and I was like, um, Atiku's in the US, what do you have to say? And, he, she played the fact that, okay, he went as an aide to Saraki, like, when, when I heard that, I just said that, okay, everyone's supporting Buhari, actually, doesn't want to have friends for real, like, they just choose not to. So, you know, you can't, you can't argue with that, you can't try to convince them not to vote for Buhari. You just have to listen to the average Nigerian who are friends, and listen to their plight and, and their crime, and then you know that, okay, they truly want to this government out. And we, it's not only about voting this coming election, you have to protect your vote. Don't vote and, and maybe go home, or try, if you can, to stay and listen to them, count your, your word, and, you know, Hold them accountable. If possible, switch your results of your polling center. You know, put it online. You know, that way you can try to hold these people accountable in case they try to feed us something funny at the end of the day. That's just the truth. So your own governor, Kaduna State Governor Erifier, <laughs> recently quoted saying, "Even if I choose the Pope as a running mate, thousand Kaduna Christians will not vote for me." What do you think about that? And he was just being a native who Christian. I mean, you're Christian, correct? Yeah, I'm Christian. Yeah. What do you have? to see about what you're looking at. Um, Elfai is a very divisive person. He realized and he knows he can't win the election based on any ground. So now he's trying to play the only card he has left and that is dividing Kaduna. Getting the Muslims to feel like, okay, um, he is all out with them and, you know, he loves them and all. Over the years, Elfai has, has persecuted the people of Southern Kaduna. In the government for three straight Christmases, like people were being killed in Southern Kaduna. Like people were slaughtered, you know, you never had peaceful Christmas for three years on the outside. Well, how this come he's always thing. denying this? Like, every time I've seen him on TV, he never acknowledges that what people say on social media about the killings in Southern Kaduna is true. Why do you think that? Because he's a liar and because that is what he knows how to do. You know, he also went on, 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 on air and accused our Christian leaders, our pastors of 
exaggerating the foreign government so that we can get foreign aid from the foreign community. Like, how can a sitting governor say that to his people? Like, it's heartbreaking. Like, it's, he doesn't just care about the people of foreign government. That is just the truth. He's telling us, then we see people, I don't need these people. And it's not like these Muslims. Makati was a Muslim, we voted him. We voted other Muslim governors in Kaduna. Ashirul um, Ladan is Ashirul, the president, the president and candidate of the PDP. And we're still going to vote him. It's not like we don't hate Muslims. We've been living and coexisting with them for years and, and decades. It is just Erufai and his way of playing dirty politics. He is just like that. So how do you think the election in Kaduna will go? The government? He's going to lose. He's going to lose. I'm sure of something. I don't, the presidential, I'm still, you know, shaky and all. But I'm, I definitely know Erufai is not going to win the election in Kaduna State because he, he, for of the main local governments in Kaduna State, he can't win. He can't win in Shukun, he can't win in Kachia, where he, he just killed the and all the He can't win in Nadia, you know, where he killed the massacre the Shiites. The Shiites don't vote normally. Mm. They, don't, they don't partake in politics. But they went to register last year. They said they made their priority that they want to do what they want to do. They don't do anything, but they are going to vote for this one because man, like it's crazy. Before everybody is the kind of person who um before he gets what he wants, he's all humble and all nice and he gets what he wants. He just came to the devil himself. Did you watch the presidential chat with Kadari Ahmed and the VP? Sadly I did. I said sadly because uh, how do you describe something that is so embarrassing and something that if, if I was in Nigeria, maybe I was in let's say I was in Ghana and Ghana was like, That's your president. Like I would feel so 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 ashamed. I would, I would want the ground to open and swallow me. Why? asking him questions. If people are saying he doesn't know, let me answer. Like the old president is there telling the audience and the world of Nigerians that you don't know the answer to this case. You are being asked about um, the corruption case, you know, the, the, the alleged that the guy we had on a sitting governor. And you said you don't know the technology used to manufacture the video. Like, for real? And you went, you went for that to say, is it that um, Gundizu doesn't have someone he trusts that, that can go and collect the money on his behalf? That's what our president said, for Christ's sake. Wow. About insecurity, you're talking about your party wants you to run for president. Like, does that make sense? Well, what do you think? I was a bit confused. I, was, I don't think he answered a single question correctly. What do you think is really going on with him? I think he's no, he's no longer himself. I think he's very sick, and truth is, he is not, he has not been in charge of the government. So I feel like he's really Because in as much as I don't want him to be president, I don't wish bad or Evil, you know, I don't want him to die because he's also a father, he has children, or so I just want him to rest. I just want us to vote him out and so that he can get the proper medical attention that he needs. Because at this point, man, like it's 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 evident he was in Kaduna some days ago, and when he got to his seat, trying to sit down, he slumped into the chair. Yeah, I think I saw that in Rivers. I, okay, in Rivers State, he mentioned yeah, somebody else. So, like, it's crazy. They, they, they asked him, what are your thoughts on the structure in which regards to education? And he said, I'm expecting um, the press to investigate the corruption in the local government. Does that make sense? 
nothing about the structuring of education, you're talking about welfare the local government. Why should Nigerians vote for you? You said, I've, I've said before that it's my party nomination and contest. It's, can you see the social are protesting poor treatment and, and inequity? Uh, what are your thoughts? He said, I get situation reports from the military. The military should investigate the demonstration because they are not supposed to demonstrate. That is, she saying the students are not supposed to complain about these things. It's crazy. The one, the one that got me was when they asked what was the solution to the conflict between farmers and headmen. He said they studied the grading rules from the first republic. The basic governor shouldn't be shouldn't bad grading, but provide routes for grazing. Like seriously, you went back to the steps to complete to go and bring in things that are going to be used in the modern day, like hapa. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's um, really sad. It's really sad. <laughs> One last question before we call it a day. Okay. Um, I don't know if you are aware of the, what's going on right now, the lack of transparency in the NNPC. And, yeah. um, in 2017, I believe the Senate President Saraki raised an alarm that the President entered the excess crude oil account and to, mm. was it a billionaire or a couple of, no, not a billionaire, a billion dollars? Unauthorized, mm. meaning it didn't go through due process. Yeah. And from the perspective of a president who was sold on integrity, breaking mm. the law to do something like that, what, what did you think about that? Like I said, he doesn't just care. You know, he, he feels he's the final authority. He, he, he retired general, he's still trying to use that military might to govern. Mm. You know, because he bought some fighters, he bought, um, I think, two fighter jets, and he needed approval from the Senate. And he never got that approval. And do you know the reason why he had to pay for those jets? You know, at the time the US circulated, he had to pay for them. That was the only thing that could grant him audience with Donald Trump. If Nigeria had not made that big investment to buy this jet at a ridiculous amount from the US, to date, why wouldn't have met Donald Trump? Donald Trump is a businessman. It's all about America first, doing America's economy and providing jobs that you can do after. You can do America twenty billion dollars. Fine, they were all chicken and you understand? So that was the only way why you could get that to happen. By not following the process. And sadly, we have a, a legislative system that I don't think have the guts to impeach a president because that alone is valid enough to impeach him. Not seeking for the right approval. That alone, in the same community, in the same country, there have been basis enough for uh, impeachment. Interesting. And finally, is there hope for Nigeria? Sure, sure. I believe there is hope. There was a time in the years of slavery, then black people never thought they could get freedom or they never thought um, things could actually get better. And it actually has to start with you and I. We have to hold every government official accountable. We have to be better people. We have to be extra, extra, extra concerned in things that are causing our country. I think people are beginning to realize that and people are beginning to, you know, understand that, okay, for Nigeria to move forward, we have to all put our hands on deck and push it to where we want it to be. So I believe there's hope for Nigeria. Maybe you and I won't get to enjoy that time when Nigeria becomes the country it is, but maybe in a hundred years, in two hundred years, I believe Nigeria can rise and become the giant it is. That's too far. A question that came to my mind earlier that I skipped. Um, okay. I saw in news, INEC declared that they distributed over a million um over a million PVC in 
in um what's the name of this state? You mentioned in your song as well. In Britain, no, in Zamfara. And okay. someone who lives in that zone of Nigeria and Zamfara is currently at war, do you think that's possible? It depends about the house of people, yeah. So like staying in Kaduna, these people I'm not trying to I'm not trying to badmouth anyone, but this is the PVC delivered to their doorsteps. Like we in for example, I in my local government here, I have to go to the office, we have to stay in line, we have to search for hours. But they get their own deliver to their doorstep. They have polling units or polling polling wards in like in every street. Why let's say for example where I stay in Kaduna, we have just one polling unit. Mm. For about we have about five thousand in our community. Mm. Just one. And let's say go to a Muslim dominated area where they have about just say one thousand they have one thousand people, they have let's say close to twenty polling units. Mm. So does that really make sense? Like, we need to restructure how this is possible that one million PVC actually distributed because they can be taken to their doorstep or not at the polling unit, which is just like in the streets where they can walk up and take it and all. But at that voting, they delivered one million um, PVC, yeah? So when it gets to election time, you know that fire is not safe, and then you, you, you hear that PVC gets 500,000 votes. You know it's just a lie because it's not possible for the PVC to go out, go out and vote because the state is not secure. So it's just, it's just a big fact. Like when, I, I believe the figure is exaggerated. Maybe not one million, maybe about 500,000 or maybe 300,000 PVC were delivered. So they just increase the numbers for what they plan to do. That is why we have to them accountable at all times. It was really nice talking to you and thank you. Thank you very much.